Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to my Good Nanny Radio. MGN Radio. The best show on Blog Talk Radio for family information and entertainment. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to MGN Radio, MGN Podcast. Today is Friday, January 26th, and we are live and we are so excited about today's show um, because we always know how hard it is for a business owner to understand the books, to pay the taxes, and to get things done right. <laughs> so it's it's a lot. It's a lot for me, and I know it's a lot for our small businesses everywhere across the United States. I am your host, Miss Tossie, and I'm the founder of Dare to Aspire, as well as Hair Yum Vegan Hair Care, and um, I host this amazing conference each year in Atlanta, yay, applause, called Dare to Aspire, and Dare to Aspire, we are, <laughs> Dare to Aspire, we are at number eight. So this will be our eighth conference in Atlanta, 2018, April 28th. And our our guest, Anisha Bobo, is an accountant and the owner of Bosby Books. She's going to be speaking at our conference. And um, as you know, I love to have our speakers kind of give us a taste of what's to come when they speak live at our conference, and if you've never been to Dare to Aspire, I mean, there's so many testimonies, there's videos, go to our Instagram page, people, we have repeat vendors, we have repeat attendees, because it's it's an intimate small crowd, you know, 80 to 100 women, but it's so, it's life-changing, you know, um, we talk about business, we help each other, we network, we share amazing business tips, you hear from amazing speakers, we have, of course, our vendors and our sponsors, and it's just a really great conference. So, again, check out D, the number two, Aspire, A-S-P-I-R-E, dot com, okay? And grab your tickets, they're only twenty nine ninety nine. I mean, you know, we're really... We have some amazing sponsors that allow us to give you the tickets at this such a low rate, so get it before the prices go up. All right, so without further ado, time flies, so I want to introduce our next guest. Our guest, Arnisha, you know, she is the owner of Bosby Books. She's a veteran accounting and financial reporting professional with 10 years of experience in corporate government and nonprofit accounting. Arnisha has worked for top 100 fortune companies such as Nike, St. Jude, Children's Hospital, Georgia Pacific, just to name a few. She's a graduate of the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga with a bachelor's degree in business administration and a concentration in accounting. After taking a, a two-year break, she finished her grad school with a master at MBA, Okay. And after working with small businesses and assisting them with their finances, while applying for vendor contracts, she saw a gap. And, you know, the rest is history. She has this amazing firm, Bosley Books, and we can't wait to talk to her and kind of talk numbers for a change. So without further ado, let me introduce 
Anisha. Okay, let me connect her. Hi, Anisha. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, you are loud and clear. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the show. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Um, I am so excited about the conference this year. I attended the conference uh, last year, which was my first time attending, and it was phenomenal. It was very empowering to be in a room full of women entrepreneurs and business owners that have the years of experience. They have the trials and the tribulations, but they fought through them. And just to hear everyone's success story, it was very, very powerful for me to hear. So I'm really excited to attend the conference again this year. And I'm also really excited to be able to speak at the conference this year and speak on a topic that businesses run from and they panic during this time of year. So I'm really excited about <laughs> yeah. that. Wow. Thank you. You heard it from my, you heard it. I couldn't have said it better, you know, thank you so much <laughs> for that. And, you know, I, I actually reached out to you because Every year we do a feedback, and everybody's like, the numbers scare me. I haven't been paying my taxes. I don't know what to do. So let's, let's take it from the top, okay? I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I want to start a business, right? What should I be thinking about from an accounting perspective? All right, so the first thing first is understanding um, what your business model is. And when I say business model, what are going to be the internal workflows of your organization? What are you going to do? Are you going to sell products or are you going to sell services? If you sell products, then you need to understand that you're going to have a sales tax liability obligation for your business, which means you're going to have to pay Uncle Sam for sales tax for selling products in, his, in the market. If you are a service-based business, you need to understand within your state laws which services are taxable and which ones are non-taxable. So that's the first thing. Um, and when you're building your business model, does your business make sense? Like, am I really selling something in a saturated market or am I selling a niche product? So you want to be aware of those things. So the first will be your business model. The second will be the legal structure of your business because that's going to determine your tax liability and your possible tax rate. And so with the new tax reform um, that was retro back to 2017, a lot of tax deductions that we are used to having, we no longer have that luxury. For example, everyone's favorite, which is one of my favorite, is the meals and entertainment deduction. They've chopped it up a little bit, so most of some of those deductions are capped which used to be 100% tax deductible, they moved it down to 50%. They actually removed some of the meals and entertainment deduction. So knowing what legal structure you are, for starters, depending on your business and how large you are and the industry, I highly suggest you looking into an LLC first. Um, you want to create that legal separation between yourself and your business. Your business is a separate entity from you. You guys should not be connected, which means there is no commingling of funds, which I know sometimes we do. You forget your business credit card at home, and you have to make a purchase with your personal card. So creating that separation from you and your business will be the second one. The third, um, the third item I suggest is 
you need a tracking system. And when I say a system, you need to be able to track your revenue and your expenses. When you're first starting off in the very beginning, you're going to have more expenses than you have revenue coming in. Most times, sometimes it's not the case. Your your revenue is able to sustain your expenses, but you want to track every single business transaction. This is why this is important. Your business transactions are like family members. They interrelate with each other on your financial statements. So a purchase made um, that hits your P&L is also going to affect your cash account on your balance sheet, and it's also going to affect one of the three areas on your cash flow statement, which is your operating expenses, your investing expenses, and your finance expenses or activities, I'm sorry. So you want to make sure you're capturing all of that data which is another bulletin under that capturing and organizing your data. I always suggest cloud accounting. Um, there's QuickBooks out there. There's Wave. There's FreshBooks. Um, there's Zero Accounting. I love all of those systems. I'm a pro advisor, so I have an accountant account on them for my clients. But you want to be able to drill down into those accounts and look at your data. Most people are not accustomed to looking at reports. So the transaction or the expenses that you make within your business is going to be shown in a report format. And so that's part of one of my services, cloud implementation. I teach businesses how to onboard to an accounting system and then the monthly maintenance of what you should be doing and creating internal um, accounting and bookkeeping workflows within your organization. So those are my top wow. three. I'm going to go into more in-depth during the conference. So you guys should come yeah. and get more information. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said a lot. I, I was trying to take notes. I tell you, and those who listen to the podcast, I mean, this is some, and I love that during the conference, you're going to delve a little bit deeper. But just on the surface, you know, your your agency, Ballsby Books, so if I'm a business and I come to you and let's say I say, you know, I'm an LLC, any taxes, you know, this year, you could actually help me. Is that correct? Yes, that is absolutely correct. Um, I have a wonderful, wonderful tax team that does all of the retro tax payments, that cleans your account up for your, your tax liability. And so the first point of contact would be if, if you know you have not paid any taxes and you know for sure at least two years, we have to compile all of your data for the past two years to be able to present to the IRS. And so what my tax team would do is autom uh, immediately contact the IRS to get um, a current balance and a cumulative balance of what you owe for past years so that at least we know this is what the IRS is saying. And so then we can compile data and show them, well, this is really what my balance should be. Now, the IRS does have abatement um, opportunities available for some cases, and abatement means they will remove the penalty, but you are still assessed interest. So the interest kicks your butt. That's the biggest piece. So sometimes the interest comes out to be more than the initial penalty. So we want to get a hold on that and get some communication between your business and the IRS to decrease your tax liability as much as possible legally. Now, is there a fine? I mean, I know, sorry, you said there's a fine, but if you don't pay your taxes as a small business, can you go to jail, or is it more monetary Absolutely. fine? Absolutely. Depending on how much you owe, there is a, a monetary fine and, um, like I said, interest associated with that. But depending on how far back you are in arrears with the IRS, um, especially if you are not in communication with them, absolutely. That's what happened to Lauren Hill. 
she's one of the most popular um, musicians and artists within the world, and she has to go through that time because you the, – and the main reason why that happens is because people fail to communicate. The IRS is big on communication. They want you to know, yes, there may be a tax liability possibly, or we might owe you money back, but let's keep that communication open. I've had my issues with the IRS, but I'm like, wait a minute, I have documentation to support this. And so as long as you're keeping that line of communication open with them, you're fine. And another thing that I want to point out to business owners, which I'm going to talk about at the conference, your business is subject to a tax audit at any given time throughout the year, not just tax season. So they can call you in October. They can call you in August while you're on vacation with your family, not call you, I'm sorry, send you a letter. And you have to respond in a timely manner. It's just like an audit. If an auditor sends you a request, you have to respond to them in a timely manner or you start sending the wrong signal, like I may not have this together, and then they're going to start digging further. Wow, wow, this is important stuff. So, um, and I and I like how you started you with the three things. So if you're thinking about starting a business, because everybody focuses on the logo, the marketing, and they always neglect the numbers. If you're thinking about starting a business, you know, like you said, start with the LLC, and first things first, either you do your taxes yourself or you go and see somebody like yourself, you know, Bosley Books. Now, how much will it cost business owners? Let's say somebody's listening to the show, they like what they're hearing, and they're like, wow, I need help. What are some of your prices? Um, so for for brand-new businesses, um. I highly recommend that they go to a company called Score. It's a mentor company. They do free business consulting and coaching. So they help you with the initial foundation of giving your, getting your business plan together, structuring yourself properly with the right legal structure, and um, possibly selecting an accounting method, which is either the cash method or the accrual method. For my business, um, I my packages, with the cleanup packages, always include what's called an operating budget piece where I go through line-by-line item with the business owner to show them, hey, you need to budget annually for your business. Your business needs its own operating budget. Corporations use them. I worked on plenty of budget teams where we had to build a budget for our cost center or for, and so you want to be able to forecast your revenue and your expenses. And then monthly, that's when your bookkeeping comes in where you're tracking to see where were you from your actual to your budget. As far as my cleanup services right now, I do have a tax package that ranges uh, from $1,500 on up to $5,000, depending on how far back we have to go through your financials and catch you up, if we have to onboard you to an accounting system. Um, so that's where that that buffer is. Um, I offer monthly bookkeeping services. I have two packages. One includes payroll if you have a team and you need payroll the other one does not maybe you don't need um, monthly bookkeeping maybe you need quarterly bookkeeping so I offer those services as well my bookkeeping services start from 850 and they go up to 2000 so it just depends on the size of your company and the one-on-one tracking that you need exactly exactly wow we're talking to Arnisha Bobo um, accountant and owner of Bosby Bossy books. Am Bossy. I saying that right? Bossy. Bossy. Okay, but you yes. spell it with an A-U. Love yes. it. Love it. What, what made yes. you come up with that name? 
Um, I didn't want to spell my uh, business name like the traditional B-O-S-S-Y like everybody's doing, but my aunt, my favorite aunt, my favorite girl in the world, hey, Auntie Shanata, if you're listening, <laughs> she has called me bossy my whole life. I'm like, first of all, I'm the oldest of my siblings and of my cousins of the generation, so I was the main babysitter, so I had to watch all the kids, <laughs> but she has called me bossy my whole life, and I was like, I want to be able to incorporate that into my business. No, I am not the traditional accountant. I do not have an accountant's personality. <laughs> Accountants are like the people with the glasses in a corner stuck to themselves. I am very, very extroverted. I'm very social. I love talking to people, as you probably can tell. So I wanted to <laughs> yes. a fun twist on my, my business name. And so what Bossy Books Consulting is, it's a boutique accounting firm. And so we are big on not just servicing entrepreneurs and business owners. We like to teach. I was an in-school te- uh, tutor, a mentor, so I love teaching and being able to relay information that is valuable and hopefully you can implement it to your business today. Every single consultation I've been on, I give you one to two strategies that you implement into your business that day, especially if you can't afford my services. That's okay, but I still want to be able to help you in any capacity that I can. Exactly, and I love that. I love that, Anisha. Now, in terms of your business, because, you know, you started this business, you have so much experience, how do you market your business, and are there any challenges that you face with your business? Um. Yes, there is, um, especially when you're in a new market. I'm originally from Memphis, Tennessee. I had my own office there. I was doing good, but I moved my business to Atlanta. I wanted to come to Entrepreneur City in the country, and so being able to almost like starting over and knowing who to connect and align yourself with is very important. For me, it was getting in touch with the local chamber or organizations that I felt like I could provide value to and they could provide value for me, but most importantly, connecting yourselves with individuals that are willing and able to help you and, and, and guide you almost. So it's more than just posting a flyer in a Facebook group or running an ad on Facebook or Instagram. Those things are great. But my industry is so regulatory limited that I have to be mindful of the information I put out and the services that I perform. And so for me, it benefits me. I'm a member of the Atlanta Black Chamber, so shout out to my ABC family. But um, the executive director is Melvin, and he is phenomenal with connecting you to the right people. It's not just I'm going to set up a coffee date with you and, and, and we're going to call this person. It's no, put the date on the calendar, I'm there so we can sit down and have this conversation and plan it out. So you need those kind of action-oriented people that's going to propel you forward. Yes, yes, I totally agree. I totally agree. We're chatting with Anisha. She is the owner of Bossy Books. That sounds so much better. <laughs> Bossy <laughs> Books. And um, now, okay, so I like I like what I'm hearing. So, and these are, are what you're saying are things that people listening can do. So again, we're small business. We don't have a lot of, of funds. I can go out, or would you suggest I go out and buy QuickBooks? and start feeding all my data to QuickBooks? I mean, how in terms of the tracking, um, what do you suggest small business owners do? Yeah, so um, if you want to, like, do it yourself, um, I'm actually getting ready to teach a class the first week of February on this because I know that new businesses are bootstrapping, especially if you're kind of parading blindly and you don't have a budget so you don't really know how much everything is going to cost. 
I highly suggest if you even want to save like the five uh, or the eight to ten dollars that QuickBooks charge, go to www.waveapps.com. That's W-A-V-E-A-P-P-S.com. It's a free accounting software tool, and it operates the same as uh, QuickBooks or Zero or the other cloud services, but it's online, and they also have an app where you can, like, snap a picture of your receipts. But what you want to do is um, try it out free because, like I said, you're, you're going to start interacting with your finances very differently than you normally would with just writing them down in a book or tracking them in Excel. So what you want to do is create, use a free system, and the first and most important task that you can do when you're doing any kind of cloud accounting is set up your chart of accounts correctly. There are plenty of resources out there to teach you that. Um, I'm actually, like I said, I'm getting ready to teach a class and I'm going to create a checklist of how you do it. But if you do not have your back-end settings set up correctly, what happens is once you start processing customer invoices or paying vendor bills, if your chart of accounts which is like the Bible for your business, is not set up correctly, your transactions will be out of whack. You're going to have things posting to the incorrect account. When you finally run your P&L or your balance sheet, you're not going to balance or you're going to be you have expenses all over the place. So you're going to be totally unorganized because your chart of accounts is not set up correctly. It's just like your cell phone. When you get a brand-new cell phone, you go in, you customize it, you set it up correctly, you change your lighting, how, you, how dark a light you want it to be. It's an intimate relationship, just like your phone. So you want to be able to at least put in about five hours over the course of a month to really build it correctly. So that is what I would suggest. And then once you have your chart of account set up correctly, you sync your bank account to it, it's going to automatically port in those transactions and feed them to your accounting system as they occur. And then you sit down every single week, minimum every single month, minimum, minimum every single quarter, and you go in and you categorize those transactions to the correct account. You make sure what you, what you see on one side of the transaction, you see the other side of it. Meaning if you know you sent out customer invoices, you should be seeing a balance increase in your accounts receivable. Exactly, exactly. And I guess also it's very important to make sure you have a separate banking account because I know so many small business owners just have one account Everything goes to mm-hmm. that one account. Yes. yes, yes, so that's important. Now, now um, I was going to say, if you are still commingling funds, which I really highly, highly suggest that you get a business account or a separate checking account, that you invest into QuickBooks Self-Employed. It's like 10 or $12 a month. But as transactions are coming in, you can even do it from your phone. You can separate it from a personal expense to a business expense, and then at the end of the week or the month, run a a report of all your business expenses so you can see the separation between the two. That's the only time I kind of am okay okay with commingling funds if you can break out the transactions. Break out the – I love that. I love that. Wow. We have six minutes left. I did want to, and Alicia, this is just, I love this. I just can't wait to hear, you know, you go in depth more, you know, at the conference. Mm-hmm. But taxes, how would I find, okay, I have products. How would I even start? Like, you know, once I set up my, oh, two questions. To set up your, your LLC, do you, do you suggest you just go to LegalZoom and set it up? What do you suggest? Or how, how do you suggest no. you set that up? Uh, no. 
Um, well, I suggest talking to a either a business attorney. A lot of them do pro bono work with nonprofit organizations like SCORE that I mentioned, SCORE Atlanta. So if you go to SCORE.org and type in whatever city you're in, um, if they have a location in that city, it'll come up. I suggest that you sit down with a business consultant, um, preferably a business attorney, so they can give you the options, especially with the new tax reform. We haven't had a tax reform change this in-depth in years. And so a lot of the benefits of being registered as an LLC or a corporation has changed. Um, and so I highly suggest you sit down with one of those professionals. Now, as far as um, initially filing your taxes, especially if you are a product-based business, one, hopefully you are paying your quarterly sales tax. And how that is computed is if you're, when you send out invoices or customers make a purchase from your online store or in person, if you are charging a sales tax, whatever you charge to be paid, it should be paid to the, your sales. So, for instance, we're in Georgia. Um, I buy products from you. There's the Georgia, I think it's 6% tax rate or whatever the tax rate is. When I pay that as a customer, I'm paying the whole in, the whole invoice amount, right? As a business owner, yes. you are receiving that entire amount for that invoice. But the problem is what business owners fail to do is the money that was received on that invoice for this sales tax should go into a separate sales tax account. So that way, as you are pulling your reports monthly, your financials monthly, you also pull a sales tax report. It will give you a balance of all the sales tax that you have collected, and that amount should be remitted to your sales tax authority. Excellent. Now, I know people are going to say, what if I only sell online? You know, what if my products, are, I'm, in, I'm in New York, but people in, in Atlanta buy from me. You know, do I have well, to taxes? <laughs> yes, you do. With the new tax reform, um, there is wow, this uh, new tax public, reform. <laughs> it is, I was so, like, I was so upset reading it. But, um, so there's a new um public law, I forgot the number, I'll have to pull it up and when I have it at our conference, there's a new public law that um, that's related to click-through. So if you have a, a link in your Instagram, a link in your Facebook, and you are sending um, people to a site, you, because they clicked from your site to wherever they are in the world or in the country, you are responsible if you sell a product for paying a sales tax on that e-commerce account. Um, that's going to hurt a lot of hair companies, a lot of beauty uh, industry professionals that sell their own personal products because they were not used to having to add sales tax. And so what I'm advising my clients is to do is we are adding the sales tax to the invoice. I would rather you collect it and then remit it instead of the IRS coming at you saying you owe me $10,000 worth of sales tax or your state, I'm sorry, your Department of Revenue coming to you saying you owe ten grand in sales tax because you didn't you collected it initially but you didn't pay it. So they're tracking and they are auditing. They're just randomly clicking. The e commerce business is definitely going to be affected this tax season. So that's why it's important to track mm -hmm. your financials monthly so you know what you are bringing in revenue-wise, what you're spending out. But most importantly, if you have an online store like Shopify, you can run a sales report by location. So you'll know, hey, I made $1,000 in California. I made $1,000 in Texas. I need to make sure that I'm operating within their law, their state law, 
that if I'm not paying taxes, then I should. And you can always go to any state's Department of Revenue, and there is a list of sales tax. So you click on the sales and excise tax or sales and use tax, and it will give you a list of the taxable products and services within that state. Wow. And so do you have to pay each state separately? Yeah, with under – under the new tax law, yes. Oh, Jesus. If that, ta- <laughs> yes. if, that ta- if that state requires a sales tax for your product, the product that you're selling. So it's product-specific and also state-specific. Wow. Wow. Wow, so much. Um, Anish, I could speak to you all day. We have, like, what, two minutes left. This is going to be an amazing, amazing event. Anish, tell people how they can get a hold of you um, and your business, please, once again. To my website, which is bossybooks.com, B-A-U-S-Y-B-O-O-K-S.com. Um, you can email me at info at bossybooks.com. I have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Back, uh, My handles are at bossybooks. So you can use those avenues Um to contact me and my my business number is four zero four eight five zero one one four one. So yeah, call me, get in touch with me. I would love to help you in any way that I can. My tax team is ready. We this is the busiest time for us for the year, but we are ready to assist you in any way we can. Wow, I love it. Thank you, Arnisha. You've been great, and I, I, I just learned so much. And I know at eight in April, it's just going to be more in depth. And it's, I really appreciate your time. Thank you for being a guest on our podcast. No problem. Thank you for having me. Excellent. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.